Hey everyone, welcome to episode 7 of Unpopular Theory. I'm your host, Shok. This week, we're speaking to the woman, the black woman, the single 40-year-old black woman. I want to know what goes through her mind during dating, what, how complex it is, what's, what's the pulse of it, how does she feel? Let guys know the insight, because I, I pretty much have a male perspective covered. So I want to know from a woman's point of view about what it is, what's the do's and don'ts, stereotypes, you know, red flags that come up. I want to hear that. So this week, that's what we're going to do. So guys, get ready for the ride. All right, guys. So this week, episode seven, I wanted to get a point of view of a woman that's 40 in the dating scene. That's a black woman, strong, educated. So I have someone that I've known for about four years, very smart. She does a lot of stuff in her community as well she could talk about that as we progress with the talk so ladies and gentlemen i like to introduce what i call miss banks but her name's shanae banks and she's from the bricks y'all so you gotta give her respect for that one give her some gunshots of being from the bricks so my first question how do you find how like is it hard for you to date in general First of all, thank you for inviting me to your podcast. I really do appreciate it. We've always had good conversations with each other. This is just going to be another extension of that. Thank you. I am born, but where it is I call my home. That's where I was raised. Now, getting to the dating scene at 40, um, it's challenging. (laughs) It's very, very challenging. What do you find challenging about it? Um, I would say the quality. The quality of me um, at this stage in my life. Not saying that I'm like, you know, like some type of millionaire or anything like that. Just saying that, you know, to find somebody that's you know, on your level, um, mentally, somewhat financially, cares about themselves, still not trying to sleep around, um, has goals of their own, doesn't mind you having your own, doesn't make you compete, you know what I'm saying? You're not, they're not, he's not trying to make your career compete with him. You know, it's just, that's that's really the challenge. There's no shortage of men out here. I mean, if you want to smash, there's tons of guys to smash. You know, there's tons of guys. You could find somebody right now to marry, but you just want to marry somebody that you're not going to divorce. <laughs> Yeah, that's good because I know you don't want to like get into something that's serious, like a commitment, like marriage, and then a week or two months later, you're like, "Yo, it's over." Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, we gotta grow. Uh, I talk about, I find myself talking about this every week, even if I'm talking about something else, like relationship status or relationships in general come up, and everybody's like, "Hey, you know, uh, marriages divorce rate is uh, like fifty percent," and I hear that every week, and I'm like. We got to know who we are and, you know, know what type of person that we deserve, you know, have things lined up so we can make that work. So with you, you know know who we are, Kermit, Mm -hmm. the problem with that as a female is by the time you get to know who you are, you're pretty much dating because guys usually want someone that's younger. So it's like, yeah, fine, then I'm like 35. I know who it is I am. I actually got my bag now. I know how to obtain a bag, keep a bag, hopefully. 
you know what I mean? It's new for me. I had my chair earlier. I have a lot of friends. I'm one of my own friends. Um, I'm one of the only females out of my close group of friends that actually has a kid right now. So all of my friends started having babies late. So by the time you get to know who you are in your name, you know, it was like I was a little bit older. So guys usually want things younger. With that being said, I can kind of understand because at my age, if a guy hasn't had a baby by now, he doesn't probably want to run the same challenges. Younger women, you know, don't pose the same challenges as older women. So, I mean, I, I kind of, I agree. I can understand and, you know, relate to, to why they would go with somebody younger. Also, by the time you get to be 40 years old, you've gone through some things. So that baggage is there. Normally, younger women haven't gotten there at that point in time in their life. You know, they, they haven't gone through anything. So they're what I like to call, they, they're, you know, they're half white. So. Say that again? You call that what? You know, they, they pack light. They're packing light. Oh, know? okay. So they don't like really that. have a lot of baggage with them at that age. But by the time you get to be like, unless you're, some, unless you're like one of these people, like I have friends who haven't really gotten into a serious relationship. They've never gotten their heart broken before. They've never really been left before. They they don't know what it is to have fallen in love. You know what I'm saying? And then in that case, oh, okay. They don't really have that much baggage. But oh. by the time you're like 40 years old, you, you, you fall in love and you stand out the hope. So, do you think that, just talking from our community, do you think uh, it's a stigmatism when you're 40 and you're dating? When you say stigmatism, Like saying, like, oh, you know, like the term cougar. Like, oh, she's a cougar, like. Why she couldn't find a man when she was, you know, in her 20s or whatever, you know, like, uh, I like all the women because, you know, they, they already know what they want, you know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's, you get you get labeled to a degree. I mean, I, I do think that it's something, I don't think that people, I mean, if I'm dating like a 20 year old, yeah, I would consider myself a cougar. If I'm dating like a 28 year old, yeah, I, I would probably still consider myself a cougar. But with that being said, I get hit on more so by older gentlemen and younger gentlemen now. Guys my age don't really hit on me that much. Um, so, but I don't really think there's a stigma with that anymore because of how women keep themselves up. I mean, at my age, um, with the way that I look, people generally don't think that I'm 40 years old. I look a little bit younger because, you know, I think my generation really can take care of ourselves um, required. So, I guess maybe if I was a little bit older and I was getting hit on, maybe there wouldn't some type of stigma attached to that, but I really haven't found that yet. I'm sure for some women that's probably true, but for me that hasn't been the case. So, you would say that the generation we're from, that you women take better care of yourselves? We do. We do. That's not that's not my opinion. That's just scientific fact. You know what I mean? That's take that. Like, I'm giving you um, gunshots. That was bold. <laughs> but, the statement about saying that, you know, the generation we're from take better care of themselves. So you're trying to say these younger women, younger generations are not really doing the upkeep anymore. Well, I think that it's a little bit you wanna know what I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> why are we here? I think that they just had their privilege to so much when it comes to makeup, hair, um, just that, the aesthetics. Like, I, I was born in the 80s and grew up in like the 90s, you know, in the early 2000s. Like, all we had was a 27 piece and a doobie. I mean, 
you guys, we had a rough with y'all. So we had to keep our skin together. We had to keep our bodies tight. You know, the makeup really wasn't all that good. So you had to keep the skin together. Plus, because you couldn't wear that much makeup, your skin got a chance to breathe. Because there was no lace fronts or anything like that, you didn't have to worry about your edges coming out. You know what I mean? So it's just, and we were outside more. We walked around more. We went to the club. We went out to party. We danced a whole lot more. I mean, I look at some of these women now, and I'm like, you guys aren't really having fun. You're covering up yourselves in terms of how it is you look. You're true beauty. And then you aren't doing anything besides getting on Instagram, social media. You guys really aren't going out having a good time. I mean, y'all go to a club just to sit there in the corner. I mean, there's guys around. Isn't that the reason why you go to a club? And y'all not even, like, up on no guys. Guys are afraid to talk to women because... They don't know what a woman's going to say. I mean, it's a really iffy time. It's, it's, it's really hard to be a young man or a young woman in this, in, you know, in this, this day and age. So I think that my generation kind of had it a little bit better. And it's crazy because I remember my grandmother telling me that about, you know, her growing up in like the 60s and 70s and 80s. We had it best. You know, I'm like, I don't look at it now like, you know, we had it better than the kids that are, you know, I mean, sure the technology is there, but the natural beauty and all of those things, I mean, you know what messed me up when things that we used to crack on people about like your hair is fake and this and that and that and this mm -hmm. but now that's norm <laughs> like you know look at a girl with all that weave in her hair like it's crazy and then you'll not... get canceled yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you're right but that's what i'm saying the stuff that was like fake it's now the best stuff that's the stuff that everybody wants. And the natural stuff is the stuff that people laugh about. Like, oh man, you're natural. It's kind of like natural is weird now. Like you're a widow to be natural. Like what's wrong with her? <laughs> it's crazy. That's so true. Meanwhile, I feel like guys, you know what? It's kind of weird in a way because I feel like guys say that. And then like, you can literally, you can see it happen. Like, you know, a guy like, well, I, I see my friends post something. Oh yeah. You know, what happened to the girls that look like Aaliyah? No fake ass, no fake titties, no fake lip injections, no fake blah, blah, blah. But then you really, really, like, lesson over this, this, this chick on Instagram. Everything on this chick is fake. Like, so I don't really understand what you guys want. Like, do you want somebody that's natural? Or do you want somebody that looks like that? Or are you just saying that for clout? Like, it's, I just don't get it. It's the eye candy. That's how I take it. Like, the woman on Instagram... That has all the assets, the big this, the big that, you know, whatever that you're attracted to, the nice kind of hair, the, the complexion, whatever it is your vice, right? She's the eye candy. She's the trophy wife. She's the the woman that probably shallow, that most likely shallow as hell, that has no substance, that you can't talk to, you know? And then once you get past all the physical things, after a couple of days, couple of weeks, couple of months... You're going to wake up and be like, yo, man, I want more than just to come over and jump on top of her or to jump on me. I want the substance. So, yes, the the eye candy will grab you, but the substance is what keeps you. Because guess what? 20 years from now, she got to get her boobs lifted again. Her butt is going to, like, the reality is going to hit, and she's going to keep on sprucing it up. But when I'm 65, I'm not thinking about that anymore. I'm thinking about the talks like this, the... You know, the moments that we share that are beyond external. Y'all dudes better start looking for original pictures. Like, that's young to do because, I mean, at this juncture, you have a baby by a chick, you don't even know how your baby wants her now. Yeah, like Kim Kardashian. You better yeah. ask for a photo. Yeah, just to know what she looked like originally. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're absolutely right. What your gene pool is going to look like, if that means anything at all. 
that take that. You're right, because look at uh the whole thing with the transgender and you know, you if you don't see somebody's baby pictures or whatever, you may not have proof if they don't want to tell you, you know? So that it, it's scary to be that's a lot to unpack. So I'm like when it comes to the transgender community, um the LGBTQ plus community I can understand and sympathize with some things that are being said by straight people, but not all. Most guys, because I'm cisgender, most guys know what they're... These, these women, these transgender women aren't, aren't walking around tricking everybody. You know what I mean? And you want to... I mean, you want the baddest chicks. Some of these trans women are... They're bad chicks. Like, they, they're Model X. Like, they, they've never had a baby, so they don't got to worry about stretch marks. They, they got... They, they, were, they were born with a different... Um, gene pool and testosterone, so their muscle mass and everything about them is usually cut better. I mean, if they've gone through the full procedure of even getting their penis removed, then their vagina is probably one of the prettiest because it's cookie cut. You know what I mean? So, oftentimes, these guys know exactly what it is they're doing and they choose to overlook it simply because they pass. Or they just want that eye candy of being able to say that they got a bad chip. So does that um does that mess with your pickings, do you think? Like you talk um, about how your selection. No. No, no, because I mean if they're looking for a female and that's the female that they want, then that's the female that they're going to get. You know what I'm saying? Like in certain excuse me, in certain instances when when men are looking for, for women, if they find out that a woman is, is, for instance, I was engaged, and I remember my ex telling me, yeah, it was this girl, you know, downtown, we was at a club, downtown work, and, you know, I ran up to her because I thought she was pretty, and, you know, she came out and told me that she was transgender, and I said, oh, my bad, I'm sorry. You know, because this is the thing, men see, that's all, they see, that's it, they, they don't know, especially if it's a job well done, you know what I mean, they don't know, so um, I don't think that it's messing with my gene pool. I mean, I'm sorry, I don't think that it's messing with my baby pool. I just think that that's obviously the person that they were supposed to be with or the person that they wanted. Okay. So let me ask you this question, right? You have an adult as a child, right? I do. She's, she's just turned 22. Yeah. So dating and having an adult, how do you integrate the guy that you bring around your child? How, how, do you, how does that happen? Ideally, that's a very, very good question, and I'm happy that you asked it because when I was young, and I told you that I just was listening to your podcast, and the guy from your last episode was talking about baby mothers or women who have children, single mothers shouldn't just date. Um, I have my own take on that. I think that he's 110 percent wrong. I think that everybody needs love. I think that the way that you introduce a man to your child's life. Um, says says everything. But with that being said, um, I was married to my daughter's father, and him and I had separated when she was seven years old. So, I mean, for me, I wish I had introduced people to my daughter a lot sooner. So, like, for instance, we, it's almost like we were, I was, I, you can't date somebody for a whole year. You're already in. You're already, you know what I'm saying, committed, and then bring them to your child. Your child just met them for the first time. Your child has to date the person as well. You know, you just can't date somebody and be invested, have that equity build up, and then what if your kid doesn't get along? And if you're a parent that lo- I 
my child. Like, if she does not like somebody, even at 22, we can't be together. I'm sorry, you can't sit with us. You know what I'm saying? So we want to have to go somewhere else. But um, I wish I would have started introducing my child because if I had done that, then ultimately it would have stopped a lot of shenanigans. I mean, it wasn't a whole bunch of people, but with that being said, she's 22 years old and I've dated, you know, people before. But if I had it my way, I would have introduced my child to the person that I was dating a whole lot sooner. So if they don't like them, you don't you can cut your losses and just move on. Because if that vibe isn't there, it's never going to be there. What made you do that? Like, you were kind of guarded, you would say? Yeah, I most definitely, I most definitely was guarded when it came to, to my child. You know, you just hear so many horror stories about, you know, you know, I have a, a daughter. You know, young ladies just being taken advantage of. I, I see stories all the time about women dating guys and leaving them at home, you know, or or men leaving their leaving their wives or girlfriends at home with their child that they don't know and then the child is you know abused neglected you know and then it's just it's hard it's horrible i agree you know so i'm very overprotective i was very overprotective of baby and, and even still like i never left my child in the house alone with anybody that i was not married to that never happened never mm. happened and granted i was lucky because i had um, my daughter's father's family was Everybody in both sides of the family were very much involved with, you know, my daughter's, um, growing up and upbringing. So I didn't really have to rely on daycare and other people for help and support. So I can understand why that could probably be problematic for some other people, but that it it wasn't my thing. And I'm happy that I was put in that position because I was just guarded. Like, I don't want anything to happen to my child. All right. Next question. Interracial dating. How do you, how do you feel about that? I love it. Let me tell you something. Like, I I don't know what happened. It's crazy because I was just talking to my friend um, last week. I'm going to give a, a shameless plug real quick. Kenny Sparrow of Capital Boom Finance. He's a hard money lender. So if you guys are investing in property or anything out there like that, you have any homes and you want to take some equity out to perhaps start some investing, you know, uh, put your money in more investment vehicles, he's the guy. Capital Boom Funding. Kenny Sparrow, you can find him on Facebook and Instagram. But, like, I was talking to him last week, and I was like, I don't know what it is. My brothers are like, anyone, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, does something change about my face? He was like, no, I ain't nothing different about your face. And I'm like, I don't know what you mean. I'm starting to date different people out of my race. And he was like, oh, come home, sis. I'm like, bro, I ain't never left. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never left. And if anybody who knew me know, I'm blacker than black, black, blackish black. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be anything other than black. I wouldn't want to ever be, but I just don't find that I, black guys are, like, not paying me any attention. I don't know what it is about me. It's just not happening. But I love um, interracial dating. It gives you a chance to, like, you know, see perspectives from other people and other cultures and, and see how men treat their women from other places in the world. You know, it's just, it's amazing. And for me, it's a way to travel without having to travel, travel. You know what I mean? Like, if you just date somebody, usually they introduce you into their world. Like, I'm we, right now, I'm actually dating somebody that's Spanish, and I've never been to so many Spanish gatherings. And just to see how they chill with each other is, is really, really cool. Oh, that's cool. That's damn good. So, that being said, do you think that us black men make it 
easy for women of color to go date other races? Meaning how we act, you know, some of us may not be ready to commit or whatever things that uh, you are coming across in your with your pool. Is, is that easier for you to say, you know what, I've tried here and it's not working, let me go over to this? Well, that's a two-part question. It's like, they may not be ready for you, but they don't want anybody else to have it. So, it's like, uh, yeah, you know, I may not be ready for you, but if I see you walking down the street with that guy that don't look like he got any kidneys in him, I might, you know, post up, walk up, give him a hard time, say something, you know, try him, or whatever. Okay. You know, so it that happens more often than not. You know what I'm saying? It happens more often than not. Like, you would think that interracial dating is something that people are, like, okay with by now. But, I mean, I guess if you look at the scope of where we are as a country, obviously we haven't gotten, we, gotten, we have not gotten up a certain hurdles yet. So I guess it should not surprise me that, you know, Black men wouldn't want to see their women with anybody else. But with that being said, they need to realize that statistically speaking, black women have launched more small businesses than any other race in this country. Our, you know, um, financial literacy has has gone up exponentially. Like the amount of disposable income that we have, our rate of graduating, you know, higher education has 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 gotten to a place to where we're like one of the highest educated in the country. So of course you would be, you know, more appealing to people of other races. We're one of the most beautiful people, you know, walking around the most beautiful people walking around Yeah, and on top of that, when you look at everything else that we have, why wouldn't other people from other races want us? So I mean <laughs> so to me, I do feel as if they I mean, if you have a black woman that is, you know, not into the local though, you should probably, you know, want to try to connect. You know, but with that being said, I had saw something on your podcast last week and what triggered me a little bit was the guy saying the baggage. It was something about the baggage. But I mean the one thing that I would say to black men is as a black woman I empathize. You know, I grew up in North like in the height of the crack epidemic. Like violence, drugs, all of that stuff was going on. Parents being split up, just a whole bunch of police brutality, just craziness. And I have so much empathy when it comes to black men. I can see where it is you guys come from. But with that being said, what about the black woman? Of course we're going to come with baggage. Our fathers are locked up. Our sons are locked up. We, we, you know, we, you guys are number one on the hit list when it comes to police officers and police brutality. We're, we're scared every time you guys walk out of the door. We're happy to see you guys come home. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're, 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 we, I think it's called... Uh, over-adultification is what they classify young women that are being looked at as adults before they've even reached their peak. Like, I mean, we go through a lot. We go in the workplace, and then we can't even tell our perspective without somebody trying to hush up, hush us up without using the word tone or, you know, you know, we're, we're too assertive or whatever, whatever terminology they want to come up with to demean us at the time and shut us the fuck up. You know what I mean? And so with that being said, we need the same empathy and compassion from our black brothers. Like, so when you say that we have baggage, we got baggage because we care about you guys. We got baggage because, you know, and I always say this, everybody thinks a lot of black women and a lot of black women the same and then and then it's okay. Yeah, I, I get you on that. I think it, it goes both ways. We, we do, as men, have to be more accountable 
of our actions and our choices as well. Because like I said in the show with the guy, Brad, I was telling him like a lot of us come from brokenness and hurt people only hurt more people. So if we're looking for a woman that's on a good trajectory to lift us up per se, and we're down mentally and financially, right? I think I get with you for two to become one and you know, we balance each other out. I don't think I need to get with you and you to be my mother per se. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that I'm looking for to help clean up my credit, help build my self-esteem, help do all that stuff. And I think that baggage that we come with in some instances pulls y'all down. And then it kind of fractures you for the good guy that may come along down the line. So I agree. We we as a whole, collective, men and women have to make better decisions. And we have to like get our stuff together, man. Because it is, I feel it's a war against us. We have to mend each other's spirits. We have to make it acceptable for somebody to come a little broken, a little fragmented. Like nobody, I mean, if you get you somebody that ain't got no issues, kudos to you. But I mean, even if you're a child and you're like 20 years old or 20, 25 years old and you're a youngie, what I would consider a youngie, you're going to have some daddy mommy issues. That's just part of the course of growing up. You know what I mean? So the likelihood that you're going to find somebody that doesn't have any damage at all. It's very rare. No, I'm not saying yes. you're right about that. I'm saying in the sense of, all right, you see how you, 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 if you're not established, at least you know you have a plan. You have things figured out to how you want to maneuver, all right? So say I come to you, I don't have a plan. I don't know what to do. Um, my credit is jacked up. I, I don't know how to express my feelings. I got this issue. I got that issue. I got that issue. Now... You're like, okay, I can meet you to a degree to help you with A and B, right? But I can't be here all day helping you with A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It comes to a point where you're going to be like, yo, listen, man, like you got to figure some of this out along. Because I think it's a burden just throwing all your baggage on people. Now, again, you're right. No one has their shit together 100%. But if you get with somebody, and I'm going to just use you as an example, Let's say you got a 70% figured out, right? So that leaves room for 30, right? I got a 20% figured out. So that's 80% more I have to figure out. So now I'm going to throw my 80 on top of your 30, and we got 110% collectively to figure out. That's a big burden on your shoulders. So why? And then that's why I say sometimes women, and I'm not just saying black, I'm talking about women in general. You get these men and you wind up, for lack of better terms, sleeping with your son. You're raising him <laughs> like he's a child. You're, you're, and I'm like, who wants to do that? I didn't birth you. I'm not your mom's. And I kind of say, like, that's my mom slash girl or woman. And I find that totally disgusting. It's certain things that a man is going to want to do that's going to make him feel like a man. And I feel like if you a woman and you doing everything, you're going to be like, Yo, hold on. When, like, open the door for me, as an example. Do this for me. Like, you shouldn't have to tell this person, per se, what to do. He should inherently know that already. But if you got to, you know, refine some of the rough edges, fine. But I know too many women, and I say this all the time, and me and my wife argue about it. I know too many women that take care of these bitch-ass niggas. That's what I'm going to say. Like, these girls. They're girls in my eyes. And I see it all the time. I'm like, yo, you got to call this grown man to make sure he's eating. He's grown. Baby, you got money in your 
baby, you got money in your pocket. He's grown. Like, are, are you serious? You're checking in. They're serious. They're oh. serious. <laughs> but I think that that comes from them wanting somebody so bad. Like, they almost like they're protecting and it's nothing wrong with protecting your investment but you guys are just doing too much too much but I I get what you're saying because oftentimes I used to say that you know a lot of times women black women because that's all I've ever been around the majority of my life single black women turn their sons into their husbands and their husbands into their sons yeah it's like it's like a role reversal which is which is crazy. Yeah, most definitely is. That, and that scares me because it's like, at the end of the day, I have three daughters and a son. And even when it comes to like disciplining my son, my wife, the last couple of years said, yo, I get it now. I get it. Like, why are you doing it? Before she used to be like, oh no, don't do that. But then she, I'm like, listen, he's about to go into this world that gives two shits about him. And I don't want him going out into the world a sheep amongst these wolves. Yes, I love him. I'm going to show him love. I tell him I love him. I, I show him the things that lets him know I love him. But in his eyes, as a kid, I expect him to feel like, damn, dad giving me a hard time. And once he is able to have hindsight as he get older, he's just going to realize like, yo, nah, he was actually sharpening me up to go into this rough ass world. Because at the end of the day, like Chris Rock said, once you walk out that door, not too many people give a fuck about you. So just mm-hmm. be prepared for Nobody that. Nobody don't give no fuck. They yeah. give zero fucks about you. They yeah. give zero fucks about you. So you actually right with that. But the good thing about your kids is that they actually have a mother and a father. Because I think that it's very important for women to show that feminine energy. You know, I think that that's the one thing that's missing. I often hear a lot of my guy friends say that. Is that, you know, this woman won't let me be a man. You know, this woman is trying to do everything do all of the things that I would do. She doesn't want to let me leave the household. She doesn't really want to, you know, listen. So I think that the fact that you have the masculine feminine energy there, you know, will show your kids how it works together. You know, I just put out a post about conflict resolution on Facebook yesterday. Um, and <clears throat> I really feel as though, like, when it just comes to black people in general, like, because our families are so fragmented and we spend less time at home with our parents and with our siblings, um, we get kicked out a whole lot earlier for one reason or another because our parents can't deal with it. Maybe we got pregnant. Maybe it's too much in the family. We decided to move out. So, but with that being said, what happens is we don't have that time in the home with conflict resolution. So, like, I see my Spanish uh, colleagues, my African colleagues, my white colleagues, they live at home with their siblings and their parents longer. So, when it comes to them being able to deal with certain conflict, they're able to overcome those objections where black people, we just have such a hard time in the workplace being able to just come in and just let it be another day. Let it, you know, get behind us. So, yeah, but at least your parent, at least your children see both their parents in the household when they're growing up together. Because that most definitely is going to help them out with conflict resolution, you know, when they go out into the workforce and they, they have their own businesses and stuff. Yeah, you're right, because there is some type of reinforcement that I always say that is needed. And when I speak to my people, my, my my group of couples that I hang out with, my family, I call them now, it's like it's different generations and you can sit there and see like, all right, well, they're married or they're in a committed relationship and, you know, they have their kid. So I have about four to six couples that everybody's basically on the same trajectory. You know what I mean? If they're not officially married, 
they're with each other and they have the family structure. Because marriage is not for everyone, you know. So at the end of the day, you do what works for you. But they all have that structure to where you see mommy and daddy in the household. So the the young women can say, hey, I at least I have an idea on how a wife would act. You know what I'm saying? Or a partner would, like, I could go half of my partner. I could see the functionality on how to maneuver. So I... I could have a reference point because me, my parents, I didn't have a reference point. I had my grandparents, but they were my grandparents. They weren't my biological parents. So I had to just take what I saw and then kind of, you know, build up what I thought was good. And, you know, you, you trial and error, weave certain things, keep certain things. And then kind of like, that's how I got my ship straight. But at the end of the day, it was, it, it, at least you got a reference point. And that's a, something that a lot of us don't have growing up. And it's scary and sad, but like you said earlier, the time we came up was very different. Very, very different. Damn, it's different when I really think about it. It's scary how different it was. But again, you know, technology and everything has changed, so we gotta do, we gotta go with the times. So now let's get I'm back. Sure what I think is that you know when it comes to the children, it's being like for me, I can only look at things from a female perspective. Yeah. You know, so when I look at somebody coming from a two parent household. Like, you really see what's worth fighting over and what you just really just don't go, you know, you just don't give any, you just leave it alone. Yeah. So, like, when I look at people who have been together for 25 years plus, you see them have these situations where things aren't okay, and a woman might go, I'm just let that one go It's not even worth it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just for a, 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 a young kid growing up, just being able to see that, or a husband going, I'm just let her have it right now. It's not worth it. You know, just to be able to see what's worth my energy and not, what's, worth, what's not worth my energy in a relationship matters a lot. Yeah, that does. It's, it's, it's a growth knowing that, like I said in one of the shows, that if I'm not good at finances, why would I can try to try to control finances just because? Mm-hmm. Like relinquishing or being submissive to a degree. So, and then that's how that word submission, or being submissive, gets misused, I feel. Especially with, when you talk about men and women. Oh, you got to submit. I want a submissive woman. I don't want no goddamn slave. <laughs> I want somebody that knows, like, you know what? All right, I'm, I'm going to take the L on this because he or she is right, you know? Not just to be, oh, I, I should, I know everything. I'm the end-all, be-all. That's a bunch of shit because no man is an island, and we got to work this thing out, man, to make it work. I think the word submissive should just be an ambiguous terminology. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's so many words that get genderized for lack of a better word right now, but anybody can be submissive. You yeah. don't have to be like, you know what I mean? I think that that's what you were, that's what you were leading to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I was. But like I said, when you hear it, if I talk to a woman, right, and I've done this with my friends, I say, hey, man, you should be submissive on this. What do what what do you mean being submissive? What, what what he's the king? I gotta bow down to him? Like I'm like, no, you're not. You're not. You know another word I want to get rid of? Toxic masculinity. I that's it boils my blood. Cause women can be toxic just like men. Like <laughs> so we never <laughs> We never hear no one say, yo, this toxic femininity in the world. Like, you never hear that statement. Right. Like, yo, your masculinity is toxic. Man, toxic. 
oh, it's toxic masculinity. This is why you're doing it. I'll be sitting there like, oh, it's, it's just the men. It's, it's just men. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying at the end of the day, like, we all got issues and we all need to, you know, checks and balances, man. That's all I say, mm -hmm. checks and balances, because none of us are perfect. But yeah, so we were talking about like the integration, you know, you said you wish earlier you would have done it with uh, bringing your partners around your child so they could basically grade them and, and then you can see where they stand because you are a package deal. Is it any time, like, like say from now, from then, since you've been single to dating that you ever wanted to get married again? Nah, you basically you broke it down. You were saying that uh, the only thing you would do differently, like you would have brought them around earlier, if you know you're feeling them. But again, you said you were protective because of the circumstances that you know having a young a young woman as a child, you know. So you have to kind of like gauge like these people. But then that again, was the way around. This little girl is a heathen. Trying to get her to like, and that's another thing. That's another reason why, for me, having a twenty-two-year-old who is fully developed and has a father who is very much involved in her life, I think that that's the key component for me. You know, I can only speak from my perspective, okay. but I know for a fact that because my daughter's father is so involved, he's not a, a miscellaneous dad. We don't have a broken relationship. We don't development, which is why I feel as though she's she's such a good fit, but. A lot of guys coming in, they're so used to these kids wanting a daddy so bad because their dads may be missing. And when they find a child that isn't lacking in like security, they have the love of a father and a mom, both parents. They really don't know how to deal with that because she knows she knew herself at such a very young age, and she most definitely knows herself now. So like now the, the roles have reversed to where she's just like. She's afraid for me. Like she's just like I don't know. Like she's overprotective of me. Like you're my mom. Like I don't know. Like daddy can date whoever you want to date, but you you can't date anybody. I'm used to you like not having people here. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Yeah, it's the other way around now. So wow. I think that you know. Go ahead. No, nah, I'm just I'm saying. Wow. Like damn, tables have turned. <laughs> yeah. You have a whole grown person. Like that's exactly what happens. You know, you become the person that. They want to protect and they want to make sure that their parent is okay. And she just does not want me to get my feelings hurt. That's a lot. She oh, yeah. Not, I'm just seeing the things. She just doesn't want me to happen. Do you think that uh, your past experience, right, um, shaped you and put you in a perspective to where today you can assess that if it's going wrong and, like, kind of bail out before you get hurt? At times. I mean, at times. I mean... I'm a person that really believes deeply in the subconscious. So I believe that if you don't reprogram your subconscious, you'll continue to make the same mistakes over and over. 
do I identify with the mistake that I've made in the past? Um, sure. Do I feel as if, I mean, I stop myself necessarily from making the same mistakes again? I feel like it depends on the package that it comes with. Because sometimes things are masks. You know what I mean? Like, you really don't see it in the beginning. Yes, yeah, the representation. You know I, always, I call that the representation. The lion stage. I'm, I'm going to show you what you want to see. And then after time goes by, you're going to see who I truly am. I've seen that all too often. And, like, just the dating of it all. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to go with it. Like, oh, I dated somebody for three months. And that thing I told you before, at one point in time, I was practicing celibacy. That was hard. You know what I mean? But I did it. Not for as long as I wanted to do it, but I did it. But she doesn't want to work with it because I believe that women are internal, women are external. So anytime a woman lays down with a man, the spirit enters her body. And so in order for you to completely give yourself to somebody else, you have to get rid of everything, like literally purge yourself. Yeah, I believe that. I, I tell my wife that all the time. She's like, what you mean? I'm like, look at how your, your sex organs are set up. So men are more touchy-feely, you know, that's how we show our emotions to a degree, you know? And she's like, yeah, but y'all don't be thinking about, you know, sensuality or whatever she was saying when we were talking. I said, we do, but we're just not going to show it in the way that you want us to show it because we're men. We're wired different. Doesn't mean that we, it's not, it doesn't mean that we don't have it. It's just that it's shown differently. Like, think about this. A woman's heart could be broken, right? Mm -hmm. And she could take a credit card and go shopping. And not saying that shopping it's going to cure her heartache, but it's going to take away from how she feels at the moment. Right? Okay. A guy ain't going to think about no goddamn shopping. He's going to think about drinking or grabbing onto the next thing <laughs> to make that pain subside for a degree. But I will say this. The difference between men and women is men don't realize what they've lost until after they've gone through the drinking and clubbing and fucking other bitches. And they're like, oh, shit. Meanwhile, women at home crying. We going through the militias. We listen to Mary J. Blige and Keisha Cole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we going through the changes. We letting it burn. By the time they come back around, we've already really, we're literally like legit gun guys. Yeah, but think, again, that's the part with the emotional part. Like, a guy, he's gonna... How am I gonna learn how to be emotional around a, a group of men that don't understand it. So how we get over emotions is like, yo, listen, bro, you about to hit the club, big booty Keisha down the block that was eyeing you. She's, you know what I'm saying? She still wants the D. Like we do stuff like that to mask the pain, to, to basically get over it. So we're not dealing with the issue. Again, like you said, you may cry, listen to Mary and Keisha, Cause they're talking about the they're talking you know, about the heartache. You know that though. Like somebody got a meme that's saying, "Yo, if she playing Fantasia, if you don't want me to talk to me, just pack up your PS3, just yeah. pack up your PS3 and your games, and just move out the house." Like it's over. <laughs> Yo, that is true. I was telling somebody the other day that um, wherever a man goes, his video game goes. That's what that's his home. So if you if you messing with a dude and he's he he. he don't have a system at your house or something like that, then this, it, the system is where he's really at. And she's don't like, what you, you mean? Y'all need to get better, though. Like, like I mean, y'all need <laughs> men support groups and stuff like that. Like, I got saw something the other day, like, black men just need to continue to just show each other love. Like, I feel like you're the type of guy that'll tell somebody, like, oh, you love that girl. Why are you sitting up there acting stupid? Yeah, I will. You know I, mean? I know you would. But for a 
lot of guys, they don't have that. And it's like, dude, you want to go out there, swing your dick around, probably pop up with a with a baby or two, maybe, you know, that's that's the better end of the spectrum. I mean, you could pop up with something else that you can't get rid of. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like, when you're going through stuff like that, the best thing that you can do is just turn it to yourself and try to fix yourself. But I'm, mean, I'm going to give you a quick story. I have a friend that I've known for almost 30 years, right? And when I go see him, when I talk to him, I'm, I feel like I'm 13 and 14 and we're in our 40s. So like talking to him is like me going three decades back. And I feel like I'm in a time war because all we did, all we do is talk about the same shit. He don't have a family. He don't have a, a kid, a wife. Anything, a girl, something like that, that I could say, hey, yo, yeah, we, yo, we could take a family trip or whatever. So he'd be like, yo, why you don't come through? I'm like, bro, I'm not coming through because I have nothing to talk to you about. Like, we, we reflected. I'm not the same dude I was 20 something, 30 something years ago, bro. Like, you going, you hanging out with these kids, because to me, they're kids. They're 28, 29, and 30 years. And I'm like, bro, they're not my peers. So I feel like the old man on the block, Mr. Wilson, going back to hang out with these young dudes that I don't even know anymore. I can't call you Little Day. Now your name is Darius. Like, you Little Day-Day from, like, that used to be pissy. But he's hanging around him. So I'm telling him, like, yo, bro, like, I can't do it. This ain't me. Because the first thing they're going to say, and the situation happened, I had to be about 20... Seven, and he put hands on one of the little homies, right? So then the little homie had to be about nineteen twenty. The little homie runs home and tells his mother. His mother's come down. His mother comes down the block. Hey, and she starts spazzing on him, and he's like, "Yo, what the fuck? Why is she talking to me like that?" I said, "Uh, you put your hands on her kid." Oh, but he's grown. I'm like, "Bruh." We're the old men. Why the fuck are we hanging around these little kids? He didn't get that then. One, because just naive. And two, he didn't have a child at the time. So he's looking at it like, oh, he's a man. I'm like, bro, this the type of dude that you send to the store and you, you give him some money and get from around you. This is not the type of dude you hang out with, man. This is not your peer. So when I started seeing that movement, I'm like, yo, I can't do this, man. This is my man. I love you, bro. But I kind of, you know, you know, remove myself. Still got love for him. He gonna hear it too, but it is what it is. But again, I'm not saying that it's wrong, but it's just like Nas made a song called Second Childhood. I'm not in my second childhood. I got kids. I got a 21 year old. You know what I'm saying? I got people that's looking at my movements. So I got to maneuver myself and position myself in a certain way. And it don't align up with him. So yes, like you said earlier, about the uh, me telling my boy, yo, chill, why don't you know you love her, go be with her, whatever, whatever. But I think as you get older, you realize like, yo, you know, you got some dudes that are not going to settle down or they're not going to understand what it's about. So you, you you build with the dudes that you kind of, you move like. Yeah, I come check you, but I can't build with you. Agreed, agreed. Even as a grown woman, I come into that. Like, you just can't, I mean, and I love being around all different people. I, I think I'm one of those people that believe, like, you have people who are just old souls. You know what I mean? And so 
they understand things. Like, I, under, I, I really get a lot from the younger generation, especially the younger women. I, I, I want to encourage them and give them as much love as I possibly can. The last thing I want to be is the woman that's getting older, that's like hating on a young chick that she's bad. Because I, I hate it when people did that shit to me. You know what I mean? So, but I get it. You have to, like, cut it short at some, at some point in time. Plus, I'm thinking about it like, you're right, though. If you have somebody that's single and you're married, they're doing single shit. Yep. And the, I don't care whether you're not involved or you're involved and they're doing single shit and work it back. The last thing you want is, you know, for that to be associated with your name that you were around them and they were doing single shit. Even if he's just said, oh, I'm about to see my girl or a girl that I'm dating and she brought a friend. It's like, why the fuck she bringing a friend? Yeah, 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 it, it, it why, gets you in trouble. Like, why is she even bringing a friend? It gets you in you trouble. It, it does. Because your friend's going to tell you, like, yo, bro, like, at least me, yo, take your ass home. Just, yeah, I mean, you got something good at home. I'm around here, you know, picking and choosing, again, choosing to pick either way. Mm -hmm. So don't don't mess up something good for this temporarily fix. Because mm -hmm. it, it looks good. And then when you see what it is, what it truly is, then you're like, man, I just threw this shit away for a 25 cent bag of chips, and I had some uh, some Doritos at the house or something like that. Yo, you yeah. you, you just gotta you gotta know. But again, like I said, you keep your circle, y'all all on the same wave for the most point. Y'all most of the time, y'all gonna move like that. Like when I go on vacation, I'm going on a vacation with four other couples. <laughs> Everybody married, so. We already know what we're going to do. You know, some might split up because, you know, I might have, like, smoke or do something that one couple might not do. But we all basically go on the same wavelength. So when we go away, it's like, yo, we already know what it is. Yeah, I like to party. I like to do this. I might like to jump off of damn cliffs. But I'll have somebody that's on that with me. But when you married and hanging around single people, like, you're going to be that's running the race. And I honestly, right now, Speaking for myself as a man in the forties, my forties, I'll be scared to be single right now because of the climate. Like I, it's just, it's so much shit going on to where you don't know what's what and doing all that investigation. <laughs> I'm I'm dead serious. It's scary. Like you talked about, um, you talked about uh, you was talking about trans transgender people, right? I want to say about three or three to four years ago. In the summertime, particularly, it used to be these, I used to call them the silhouettes. And I say silhouettes is because, you know, how like a silhouette, you know, you don't quite see what it is, but you're like, oh, that's a girl. They used to walk in the hood and there'd be about four of them from five, six blocks or blocks away or four blocks away. You like, oh, these women got red bottoms on. They got on cheetah suits and tight leopard prints. They're all the... They're making money. Yeah, and then when they get about 100 feet, you realize that they trans. So they catch you out there like, oh, what the what the shit? Oh. And it's plenty of times. It's, it's a guy, a trans man that I don't I don't know how to like work, what he told us, so I don't know him. But he has a full-fledged beard, and he's probably like six feet. 200 and change, I mean, big ass arms. And he wears a dress in the summertime. So, me seeing him like, damn, like, dude would hurt somebody if you came at him wrong. But again, the times were changing. So, I'm like, damn, 
you got to adapt to that. So just imagine if putting in now terms where you said the technology, they could have, they could cookie cut. You literally could get mixed and won't even know unless this person is stand up and they say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you that choice. They could really get you and you'd be ready to kill somebody. Most of the time, most of the time, transgender people, and I was, you know, I, I lived in the LGBT community for a while. Like, most of the time, people know. But the thing about it is, is that, I, let's just let's all the way keep it real. I know we came on here to talk about the dating climate, and I guess that has something to do with it as well, because, I mean, the same way that you guys can find a transgender person or whatever, a woman can find a transgender man. You know what I mean? A, a female to male transgender. So, I mean, it's really the same difference look at it. I mean, we just have the same situation. I remember watching this a while ago when I was a kid, maybe like 14, 15 years old, there was a transgender uh, girl on the show named Reno. And everybody loved Reno. Reno was cute. You know what I mean? Looked like a a, a pretty boy. You know what I mean? So, and, And then the girl that he was with at the time was a beautiful girl. Didn't know. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, we've had sex. Ouch. But again, like I said, that that part scares me because if you don't have that person that's to say, hey, listen, you know, like, uh, you know, I used to be a, a guy. I wouldn't do it, but allow me the option to make that choice. You know what I'm saying? Give me the chance to say, hey, we ain't we ain't partying like that on this side of town. But they don't care when they're doing I'm uh, telling you because I've seen it. I've seen it. And the thing about it is, is that you don't want to out somebody. You're not going to, I mean, when you're part of the gay scene, you're not going to out anybody. So, like, just keeping it real, you know what I mean? It's, it's like you see somebody that's out there, a member of the LGBT community, and they may be, you know, transgender, and a guy is pushing up on them. They get money and they don't care. They could have known this person, walked by this person every single day. I mean, most of the time, we think with the same um, local clubs anyway, if you go out locally, we see each other, we pass each other from time to time. You know what it is. You done seen me when the lights came on. You done seen me outside. You know what I'm saying? So, like, people know what's going on. But so, in my eyes, morning, they don't care. That's shit, the, that's I care, man. They're trying to blame them on everything else. What, and I'll see, let me tell you something. I had this one friend. I will never forget what he told me. He used to stay making out with straight guys at bars. He was like, well, this person got drunk, they was still horny, we got in the car, we did whatever. And then the minute that that feeling was over and off their system, then they want to look all irate, like they like they want to beat somebody's ass. Like, dude, you know what you just did? You got this whole car made out with a whole guy. That He's take that, 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 that. You know, that's what you had to do, and now you're trying to make it seem like he tricked you. Like, get the fuck out of here. You knew what it was. Like, that's, a, that's not a transgender man. That's an actual man man. And you let him suck your dick. So, and now you're trying to sit up here and act all crazy. So, men get horny and they know what it is. And then after the fact has passed, they want to try to act brand new. Yeah, we are calling them like the undercover dudes. We we say that. But again, that ain't my boat. I just think that they horny. Men will fuck anything when they horny. But, That's uh, how they end up. I mean, so many people end up fucking each other in jail. I've known plenty of people going in jail straight. Ain't never touched a man. Come out and they did fuck or fuck somebody. Yeah, but it's some guys that do it, but I, I couldn't bring myself to do it. And I, I feel most of the guys I roll with couldn't bring ourselves to do it. Like, I get mad if a woman tell me no. Like, it's like I'm turned off. Like, uh, I'm dead to, like, nah, I don't, all right, you're good. That's how I take it. I don't get mad like, oh, fuck her, you know. It's her body, she chooses. But if you tell, if you have that power 
And you'd be like, nah, like that kills my vibe all together. Even if she's trying to do like, no, 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 yeah, 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 Destiny Child shit, it messes with me. I'm like, man, fuck you. I'm on, like, forget you. So yeah. I can't see myself being with somebody and that level, and then I find out it's a whole dude, or you know what I mean, a whole dude, or it was previously a dude, and me still going, horny or not. Like, my mind, whoa, that's a red flag. Like, they post the red flags everywhere. That is a red flag. Now, again, I do agree with you that, you know, guys do let that little head take all the momentum and continuously to do things that they know they shouldn't be doing. They know they shouldn't be doing. But they can do whatever it is they want to do. You know what I mean? But they just get overcome by that. Let me tell you, that's something to be a woman. Something for that. Oh yeah, that's, you're right, you're even right. for women, it's, we, we, I'm sure we found ourselves in situations that we wish we never got to fight in. Yeah, again, but like I said, with that, women, y'all are more built to say no than we are. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all say no every day, every freaking day. All you day, say no all day. day. <laughs> You want some? No. You want some? No. <laughs> You're saying no all day. I'm so used to saying no that sometimes I say no to guys and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck did you just do? Like, you a single woman. Why did you say no to him? Yeah. Like, that's the type of guy you used to say yes to, but we're so programmed that saying no. Yeah, that's scary, yo. Like, that's why I said I wanted to know, like, what, from your perspective being a woman, what's the stereotypes, the hardships that y'all go through? And that one part you just said, I believe, is a hardship. Like you, you say no so much, you could you could be saying no to someone you're supposed to say yes to. Guys, like you, I mean, you gotta, you really have to get out of that and just like open up and like allow yourselves to be to be vulnerable. But also dating at this age, another thing that I come into contact with is I only date men that have children. I do not date men that do not have children because I don't want the pressure of being able to produce a baby at this point in time in my life. You know what I'm saying? That's I understood. I, I I agree. Because, you know, like I said, you know what you want. So, they already know it's a package deal. Yo, this woman comes with a child. There's somebody to act like to put you in that, like, yo, I want a kid. That, that, I need a kid. Like, yeah. I want a kid. I ain't doing it. Like, I'm not going to be underneath that type of pressure. But the point that I was getting to was. When you date guys that have kids, it's like sometimes y'all got lives that's so busy. It's not that y'all don't want to see each other. Y'all legit ain't got time to see each other. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God. Are we supposed to date each other? I saw you like three weeks ago. We had a good time. Came over to say, oh, I don't know what's going on. And you kind of get your schedule together. It's like, what you doing? Well, I got the kids. got to them soccer. You know, and then I got to do this. And then I got this. And I got my job. And you're like, well, I'm free. The 23rd of next month. <laughs> yeah, like you don't have time. You got to fit each other in. But y'all both should understand it because... Life. You got a whole life. Yeah. That's, that's agreed. I, I truly understand that. All right, so let that's me think. That's why it's best to really meet people when, you get, when you're young anyway. I think so. Because ain't none of y'all got nothing going on. I mean, that's how you fall in love quickly when you're young. Yeah. You should be more relatable, and then when you're younger, it's a me, 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 me. So y'all yeah. both can have me, me, me together. Like it's it's we, but it's really me, like individually. You're absolutely right about that. So let me ask you this question, right? If you could create your ideal guy, what would he be? Oh wow! Physically, age-wise, you know, like 
what would he be? think that man is real? Ten percent is not too well, bad. We're just dating. He's not like we just dating. I'm gonna put this out there because your podcast, you know, is going out there. I don't know how viral it's gonna be or how big it is, but I'm telling you guys out here right now, I like him a lot. He hasn't locked me down yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I gave him the podcast information, so he should be listening at some point as well. And I'm letting you guys all know. <laughs> and I'm still somewhat single, but oh, okay. I am. I have my options open, and I'm dating other people. Well, at least you're yeah. honest about that. I'm and that's another thing. I'm so used to being a monogamous. Like, not when I say monogamous, I don't mean like sexual. Yeah, I, just, I know what you mean. I mean like just dating one person at a time. I've never dated multiple people. Oh, you haven't? I've oh. never dated multiple people. Yeah. And I just find it to be really hard. And that's only because I usually can only focus on one person at a time. So how are you like? How are you at switching into that different mode to being able to take on? Because for me, it's like even though this guy asks me to be in a relationship with him, I don't think that he's all the way there yet. Nor do I think we know each other enough. I just think that he sees a bit thing and he wants to lock it down. And for some people, 
that happens, it looks like a really, really big mistake. Like, you know what I mean? Just because I, it looks good or I, I may look like I'm a good package, you may not like it either way. Give it some more time. But I think at this point in time in my life, I just really want to just be able to keep some type of option open. You know, I don't really want to, like, be in a box. I've never done it. And I feel like every woman or everybody should try to have a dating life. You know, I mean, getting young, I got pregnant young at 17, 18, and I was with my daughter's father until she was like seven or eight, you know what I mean? And it was just, it was like, and I spent the most of my 20s in families in just like monogamous relationships, so about three. Okay, so you're basically trying to, um, you're figuring yourself out on a different level to a degree. Like, let me see if I can juggle a variety of dudes that, you know, and then decide, hey, this is the right one out of all the guys that I'm dating. That's cool because well, you sound like a serious, like, you sound like a... Yeah, yeah. I want, I want some twins. Like, I want to be able to just be able to chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be able to literally, like, hey, if you if you free, you want to come over, you want to Netflix, you want a glass of pink visual. I got all types of brown juice in my cabin. 1792, Jameson, old scotches, everything. You see... All types of stuff. You know what I mean? Because I understand that's what guys <laughs> So you want to come over here and like chill, Netflix or whatever? Let's do that and have some fun. Just get to know each other. Okay. Not trying to like fuck on each other or anything like that. Just really just trying to get to know if it's serious. Oh, that's cool. If it's serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm going to ask you this question. Right? Do you think that women are more acceptable of a man with a high body count than men are? Of course. But she's wondering about what lately. I'm, t- I'm going to tell you what I think it is. I think that it's like, if he knows. It's only if he knows. Like, I think for the most part, and I told the guy that I'm like going out with, and I said, I, you could be a boy. You could have fucked five, ten, uh, you could have fucked 20 bitches the day before you met me. Honestly. I really don't care. But I said, you better not fuck not one bitch while you and I date each other. And if you do, in a sense, I'm not the guy that will. I can't, if I find out I don't want to be with you anymore, you <laughs> I'm going to be with you. Like, you're good there. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? But, like, I think that for guys, I think for the for the most part now, you guys don't really ask questions that you're not ready for. And I've seen that in a lot of guys. I don't know. How many guys you get? That's a young guy question. Young guys ask those, ask those questions. Like, grown-ass men don't ask you how many people you got. You know what I mean? Like, they don't really care. As long as you ain't fucking nobody, why you're with them. So, Good but if they find out that she happened to have fuck like, a hundred people, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, baby. <laughs> 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 they fall in love, yeah, damn, bitch. But if they fall in love, they're like, damn, I fell in love with her. Hey, hey, I think my ego would be like, what? Hell no. But again, like I said with my guys, I think women lie anyway. So I, she's not going to be wholehearted, honest with me. Like she's going to tell me what I want to hear. Like, stop thinking that we're going to tell you all the truth. Stop thinking that. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what I say. I always say a woman can say, like men, we lie up, women lie down. Like the number, <laughs> it just, it's all it is. A man, a man going to say, hey, he can have 15, but it's going to be like 45, 60. It's going to be an outrageous number. 
A woman could have 15 and she's going to hit you with the three or five number. Oh, it's about three or five. No, no, no. I'm saying she got 15. She's going to hit you with seven. She's going to hit you with seven. She's not going to lie that much. But if she, like, no, it's a she. Bluetooth like, disconnect. Bluetooth she, connected. She's not going to tell you because we don't count certain things. Like, there's people that we want to fucking and we just act like it ain't never happened. So therefore, the shit is just off our body count. Like it never happened. If we didn't climax from it, it's like nah, we gonna forget about that. Just... <laughs> That's like men. Um, we always say, did you fuck everybody you kissed? Like that? Nope. And then you don't uh, kiss everybody you fuck. So it's like, <laughs> damn, that's crazy. Yeah. I never heard a woman say like, yo, if, if, if I didn't climax, then I don't count that. and like the double standards and all that it's cool yeah. though but it's something like, like i said is the perspective of what a woman in your age and stuff would think about most men we don't think about we wouldn't think that women come off like that so it's always good to have the talk so you can have understanding and not just generalize like all women think like that because you can move different from the women that i or you know we attract attract or some of the listeners are dealing with you could deal with a woman like I know somebody that has never done that uh, to her, his partner. Like she don't require it. So again, oh, well, yeah, okay, I can see. It. I mean, some people just you just people just people like what it is they like. I mean, what it is I, I don't. They just like what it is they like. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm 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 pretty much up for anything except for angry sex. You see, when my ass can have. I mean, I already had a kid. I already fucked somebody. So when I get married, I'm gonna have my bell on my ass. Take that take <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. That take that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the one thing that I'm saving. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong. You know, but... Ain't nothing because, like again, like you said, people like what they like. But how do you like with your experiences? In your travels, how did you come to this conclusion? Like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna move like this until what? What made you get on this path of saying, hey, I'm a date until I find the right dude? Because I've been in situations where I've just said, I'm just going to do this, oh, and okay. it didn't work out. Like, for instance, my my ex fiance, and I love him a great deal, you know, but he. It wasn't supposed to happen. Like, I, I went out with my sisters one day, and I never go out like with my sisters, really, because they're younger than I am. 
and um, in Facebook, Facebook, which I first of all, I have not been there since, and I just had one crazy ass night, and I ended up meeting him, and he ended up having a lot of kids, but he was a good guy. He had, he had, at the time, he had four children, but he was a good guy, four boys. He was a good guy, a smart guy, hardworking guy, whatever. But he didn't have his stuff together. And he was like four years younger than I was when I tried it out. Like, oh, but then the kid's mother started getting in the way. And he was like, dude, I can't, I can deal with a lot of stuff. But what I can't deal with is kids' moms who give men a hard time simply because they're not fucking them or they don't want to be with them anymore. It's like, aren't your children more important than you? making their father's life miserable. Yeah, I mean, feelings. doesn't he have to be good for them to, you know, so like, and plus I never gave my kids father a hard time. Him and I decided not to be together. I was like, I'm listening to that. It's like, I can do better. You know what I'm saying? So I never gave him a hard time. But, so I can't really relate to women doing that. But between his kids' mothers and everything else that was going on and the lack of financial stability, like, I am at a place where my daughter is, you know, at the time, she's 15, 16, 14, 15, 16 years old. And I'm like, I want a child. Like, she's getting older. I don't have as much responsibility. I'm ready to do something. My kids are young. Maybe if we save up. I'm like, thinking to myself, like, no, motherfucker, like, you got to save up. Like, I got enough money to go to Cancun or, you know, go to wherever it is I want to go to. But, you know, like, why? I got to suffer. And then I thought about it. Like, if you choose to be with a guy that has these type of responsibilities and you choose to marry him, this is your life. Yeah. That's your life. Like, it is. That's, that would be, that would have been my life. Damn. So you seen that and like you made it uh, change. It was a hard, when I tell you it was hard, it was hard. Because I had a ring on my finger and everything. And I believe when a woman accepts a ring from a man, she is making a promise to marry. She is committing to marrying him. So for me, it was like a very, very hard decision for me to go. Wow. I love you. My family loves you, but I cannot do this. Like, That's good. Lie. You know what you wanted. So this is my last question. If you could go back to your younger self, what would you say? Focus on you. Powerful. Focus on you. What would you change? Focusing on other people. <laughs> so out of everything, you'll just change the focus, like your direct, your, your focus more towards yourself. Of course, because at the end of the day, like, half the motherfuckers that you trying to impress when you're young ain't even want to be around you. You know what I'm saying? So what what do they really matter? Like, what do they matter? And also, you got so many naysayers. Like, not for nothing, Ivan. I wasn't always the smartest. Wasn't always the prettiest. I never had the best body. But I was funny. I had an opinion. And I was like, I, I had an energy about me, a presence about me that people just could not stand. And I couldn't really figure out what it was until I got older. Like, how could they be jealous of me? My mom is, my mom is on welfare. Sure, she goes to school. She was working to become a nurse, but I'm not the best dresser. Like, clothes are a hot mess. At the time, my teeth weren't right. I had all types of alcoholics and addicts running around in my family. Like, I felt like there was nothing, you know, nothing great going on about me. But I was happy. I could articulate myself. And I made people laugh when I came around them. And so people saw that in me and they hated that about me. Sometimes you don't got to have all of the physical attributes and all the accolades and, and, and money 
financial stuff to go to go about it. Sometimes your energy is just enough for somebody to hate the shit out of you. Yeah, I commend you. You're not like that. them. You're not one of them. So they're not around anymore. But I've made a lot of, I did a lot of cow, time, if that's a word. I did a lot of bowing down. I did a lot of trying to please people that don't even matter. Couldn't even talk. Really, I wouldn't even talk to them now. Wow. That's good. So man. what was the purpose? Yeah, I like that. You seen what it was. And, damn, that's some real stuff right there, man. Thanks, Sinead. Like, I appreciate the dialogue with you. Yes. I appreciate that because like like I said with the listeners, like you can give that same energy to somebody else that's probably going through what you just spoke of and you can help because at the end of the day, like we all people, we all have to be relatable because that's the only way us as black folk gonna move forward. We gotta like you said earlier, we gotta start helping each other out and trust me, somebody can hear this wherever it reaches, Philippines, America, wherever I'm at right now, Germany. So I hope this can help some young woman that's going through what you spoke of. So, Shanae, I appreciate you, and I'll definitely be reaching back out later. All right? Have a good one. You too, Ivan. See you later. All right, bye.